Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also going to be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, and thank you so much for joining on this episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. We are kicking off with another episode of the series on the air coaching. And today I have with me Leslie Ammon of the Weathered Frame of Photography. And I'm so excited to get a chance to chat with her today. We're going to touch base just a minute on HoneyBook and how to streamline the contact process. And then we're going to dive into a marketing strategy session. So Leslie, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell our audience a little bit about you? Thank you, Jen. I'm so excited to be here. So I am a portrait photographer out of Seattle, Washington. I am specifically in the Edmonds North region, but I travel as well through Washington. I've done anywhere from family mini sessions to beauty photography to boudoir. And I got called for my first wedding in August, which I'm super excited about. So I love to, to shoot people. I, I love people, families, because I have a seven-year-old I identify with, but I'm also almost 49. <laughs> so I, I understand, like, especially after COVID, just the need to see yourself in a more beautiful way, you know? So yes, I, I offer portraits for humans, <laughs> for people. <laughs> yes. Awesome. I love it. Have you always been in Seattle? I am from Michigan originally, and then moved to Montana, and then Mexico for four years, and then here in Seattle. So I've been wow. here 21 years. That's yeah. amazing. I yeah. love Montana. I, oh, yes. I would have moved there if I handled the snow better than I do. I uh-huh. like Kentucky. Like, we get some snow. It's fun for a day or two, and then it goes away. Montana is like, you just get snow. <laughs> Oh yeah. You gotta, you gotta love it all yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I made the decision to move here like less than 48 hours of visiting. Nice. That's <laughs> I great. Like, I think, I think this is going to be it. Awesome. So how do you like, how do you like Seattle? It's got a little rough patch right now. I, I love the city and, and, and you know, it's hard to, it's hard to answer that right now because I'm seeing things that I don't want to, you know, but I do love the people and I love just how the, these, the culture and the music and this and that. So hopefully after COVID we'll have our live music back and yes. you know our restaurants will be back to normal and or somewhat normal at least, you know? So yeah, I love the culture. So tell me how you got started with photography. When I lived in Mexico, or even younger than that in Michigan, I used to see live shows all the time. I was always taking pictures back then with just kind of like, back then they didn't have so many, you know, the DSLR, and they did, but I didn't. <laughs> so it was the uh, shoot and burn kind of thing, you know, and just, I've always been interested in capturing the moment. And somehow I just think that when I get older, I'm not going to remember all these details. So 
anytime I'm with friends and things like that, I'm capturing this, you know, this event or something. So when I was a massage therapist for 15 years and when COVID hit, I obviously I just stopped (laughs) and I just decided to make this a living instead of just doing it for a hobby. So throughout Mexico, I was there in the in the Yucatan Peninsula, and so we would be in the square, and there's just so many cool mind characters, and I ran a beach club down there, and so I caught a lot of different photos of that, you know, so just, I've always been interested in photography, so now I'm making it my, my full-time gig. Awesome. I love what you said in one of the questions I asked you before, like when you applied, I use that in quotations to be on the podcast. You said that I feel like it's my journal, a way to hold on to the memory since my memory uh, is so spotty and short term. Yes. I love that so much. I take, I'm not a professional photographer in the least, you know, and all I have is my, you know, iPhone camera, but it's so important for me to take the pictures get in the pictures. I may not be happy with how I look or what I look like or any of those things, but having those memories and being able to look back and almost revisit that time is, is so cool. And I think that's why photography holds such a special place, like in my heart. That's another reason is I've always struggled with having my own photo taken. So being behind the camera has been kind of like a safeguard also for me. So this is definitely like had to force me to take some self portraits and to, to play with what I need to be, to be happy with myself in photos. And we've always just a few family photos that we had taken of us were just so bad. And no, the photographers didn't have the patience and the, you know, the time it seemed like to get to know us and to see what would capture what our, we were. And so that's another reason why I just, I feel like I'm in tune to that. I, I want to bring out the best. I do offer hair and makeup for my beauty shoots and boudoir and the family shoots is just all outdoors or it's in a location where these kids are really comfortable and and they're going to be natural. I like the natural shoots with them, you know, and so the lifestyle and and also the personal branding. Headshots are important and I do those as well. But the personal branding is your personality in your business that you right. created, you know. And so I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. And so it's it's really uh cool to be able to help others with that as well, you know. Absolutely. I I think, you know, encouraging our photography clients to, you know, book the shoot, get in front of the camera. You're never going to get to a point where like, I mean, and maybe some people would like get to a point where like absolutely love being in front of the camera. But if you have like young children and you're wrangling them and it's a whole thing, like it's not the most enjoyable experience. You really do need to have photographers that can can take the pressure off, you know, kind of hit the release valve, let the kids run around and focus on, you know, maybe the parents for a second or the couple for a second and then come back to the kid, you know, all of those kinds of things. I think and it relaxes the parents if the kids are relaxed, you know, and so everybody's happy, you know, and so 
see on my website the photos that that I've taken over the past couple summers, and it's just this big park where they can run. And you know, we have some pretty amazing parks here in Seattle, and you know, around. So I'm lucky that way too. Our backdrops is just gorgeous in the Pacific Northwest, you know. And so it is, but yeah. It's yeah, great. I, I love it. I love seeing. I love seeing images from the PNW. I mean, you just you can't. I mean, I'm sure you can take a bad photo, like, but you got to try <laughs> to take a bad photo. I mean, you've got yeah. such gorgeous <laughs> landscape. Okay, so let's talk about uh, the contact kind of flow that you were mentioning to me before I hit record. So, can you right. reiterate what what you're struggling with, and ideally, what you would like to have happen? So. The clients that I've had, they kind of seem to skip the website's form. You know, they they just go right to emailing me and saying, hey, I want to shoot. And then I have to send them a form afterwards. Sometimes those are answered, sometimes not. So I get on a Zoom call with them since COVID, of course, on a Zoom call with them or meet them in person prior and get to know them take notes, just find out if they want a beach shoot or a park or what they, they want or in my studio. And, and they go from there. But I feel like the people that are inquiring for the first time should get a PDF of me, of who I am, of dates available so they can just book it themselves. I want a flow that says, hey, thanks for reaching out all the way down to Thanks for booking, you know, a payment. Okay, so we want an intro, PDF pricing, the meeting of the first initial consultation, the, you know, the what they want, their style, this and that, and then all the way to the payment. And then, you know, the booking. So that flow has been a struggle to me because it's I have Squarespace, Honeybook, and my own, you know, um, contact with them. So the initial clients, I want them to see what ease it is to book with me and to just get that experience as well. Because <laughs> people are busy and, and I, I totally understand that. I have a seven-year-old who's very active and my business and everybody else's schedule matters, you know. So yeah, yeah. So that flow would be important. So there's a couple of things that you could do to make it a little easier. The first thing that, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're currently using Squarespace's contact form? I am, yes. So and I also you, have, oops, sorry, Calendly yeah. set up for a schedule. Okay, so what I would recommend doing is replacing your Squarespace form with the HoneyBook form. And okay. you just go into the tools section of HoneyBook okay. and then go to contact form. And then on the left-hand side at the bottom, you'll see uh, where you can grab the code to put okay. on your website. Okay. That's so then great. that way, anyone that comes to your website, fills out the contact form, they're going to automatically go into HoneyBook. That's definitely number one. Okay. Then from there, the next thing I would have you do is set up an autoresponder on your email, like Gmail, whatever you use. And it's technically your vacation settings is what it is, but just an autoresponder. And what I really like to see in that email is a, hey, thank you so much for reaching out. Your email is safely landed in the inbox. I manage this from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. 
Pacific Standard Time, and I'll get back to you within 20 on Mondays and Friday or Monday through Friday. Um, and I'll get back to you within 24 hours. If you're looking to book with me, big bold letters, <laughs> like a font size or two bigger. <laughs> nice. Please fill out this form in order to get, you know, our booking information, something to that effect. So then okay. again, they're going to automatically go into HoneyBook. And then that way, when you see that inquiry come in, if it's just this, an email instead of skipping the contact form, you can kind of, you know, the way I have my clients and my own inbox set up is unread emails are on top and then okay. read emails are on the bottom. So yeah, I know that's... anything unread hasn't like I'm waiting on something or I need to do something. So if that email comes in, I can, you know, let it sit there for a couple of days. If I don't see a HoneyBook form come in, then I know I need to follow up. Okay. So you give it, so if you don't see a HoneyBook form, sorry, you froze for a second. Do you, you give it 24 hours and still reach out? And, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Seems I would great. say, you know, 24, 48 hours even. And again, this is during business hours. I, I mm-hmm. feel like photographers and, and business owners in general, but especially photographers, because your business is so, for lack of a better word, fluid. Like mm-hmm. you work in the evenings, you work on the weekends, or you know, you're up late editing. You know, keeping your email hours, you know, between ten and two, or nine and three, or seven and noon, like that's totally fine. You just have to set the expectation with the clients when they inquire with you when to expect a response. Sure. Sure. Be clear. Right. Yeah. All right. So that is number one. Then I would do the same type of email setup in HoneyBook. And you would do this through your workflow. So that very first email can send them a link to get on a call with you using HoneyBook Scheduler. Uh, You can attach a PDF explaining all of the, you know, your different services or you could do a brochure in HoneyBook so that if they are ready to move forward with you, they can select which package they want to move forward. You'll get the alert and you'll be able to send them the proposal. Really? Okay. <laughs> See, there's a lot to HoneyBook that I haven't gotten even delve into. It seems like there's a lot of layers to it. Oh, yeah. And I've watched some YouTube on it and things like that, but having somebody to, to be a VR would be <laughs> very helpful, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and they use different wording than Dubsano, for example, yes. like workflow and this and that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So workflows are, you know, you can use workflows in HoneyBook and Dubsado for HoneyBook brochures, um, mm-hmm. allow the client to select a package that they want to book you with, but they don't allow the client to actually sign an agreement and pay the invoice. In Dubsado, okay. a proposal allows them to select which package they want, then move right into signing the contract and paying the invoice. Oh, that sounds smooth. <laughs> it's very nice. Let me tell really? you. I oh. love it. <laughs> Darn it. Okay. I'm going to check both <laughs> and weigh the options. <laughs> um, okay. So those are just my my tips for, for kind of smoothing that contact process and hopefully getting you a more streamlined contact process. You really want to basically like herd all of the cats into HoneyBook. Yes. You can yes. set up um, an automatic responder in Facebook. 
where it can say like, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. This inbox isn't managed, you know, contact me here. Okay. Yeah. That's the hope. Yeah. Facebook sometimes is hit or miss with flow. <laughs> oh, for sure. All right. So do you have any other questions about like the contact stuff? Um, no, I didn't realize I could do a brochure in HoneyBook. Can I do that also in Dubsano? So in Dubsado, it would be considered a proposal. Okay, in HoneyBook, it creates uh, a proposal based on their selection on the brochure. So, so they have to choose a package right away. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. They can. You know, what I like to do, if I'm going to send a brochure, like in that first email, I'll create a link for a call. Like, hey, this is my brochure. Here's my package information. Okay. If you're ready to move forward, you can select it right here. I'll have the booking information over to you in 48 hours. If you would rather get on a call and go over our options, answer any questions, you can schedule that call here. Okay. Yeah. I like, I like that as well. Cause then you can explain it and just get them comfortable with that exactly. you know, information. So it's not overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. All right. So that covers the contact process. What I recommend for the workflow there. So now let's dive into your marketing. When you reached out to me, one of the things that you mentioned is marketing and creating the best campaign to instill confidence in potential clients, especially if they've not had good or any experience being photographed professionally. Let's chat about that. Because just in listening to you for the first, you know, 20 minutes or so, your secret sauce, it sounds like it's really being able to put the clients at ease connect with the children, let them do their thing, and then come back and really put together some really incredible family portraits, right? Oh, yes. Yes. The uh, families is kind of, I offer families. I also like the portrait side of it, the personal branding and the beauty is kind of what my business is focused on. And the um, mini shoots, the families and stuff is definitely part of my business, but the marketing I would rather focus on for the beauty and for the, you know, for the entrepreneurs and that, you know, so that want to present themselves on social media, on their website, on, you know, Zoom, this and that. So I would love to focus on that because yeah. <laughs> I got the family, you know, I, I, I have that down, I believe, <laughs> you know. And, All right. And where are you most active for social media or your marketing? Uh, I am on Instagram and I'm trying to even things out with Facebook, but I'm a little lagging and and keeping up with it because Instagram is so every day. So Instagram and my websites definitely are are the two. Awesome. Okay, so let's uh, let's ignore Facebook right now. Here's here. Okay. I mean, people may disagree with me, but that's okay. <laughs> that's fine. People can disagree. Here's the thing about marketing. If you become really good at one channel and that's building your business, you don't necessarily need the other channels. What I would recommend is focusing on Instagram. Instagram, when, how are you posting to Instagram right now? The photos that I'm taking, I always in- include like a little description along with a couple of hashtags I have to do with that shoot or that image. 
And also my, I first tag myself. So the weathered frame photography is first hashtag in everyone. And so it just shows where you can go to, to see these photos and, you know, uh, so yeah, that's Instagram. And then I've gotten followers that way because of the different hashtags and this and that. It's pretty fun. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not hating it. <laughs> you know, at first I was very hesitant to get on Instagram, but for photos, it's the best. I feel yeah. like it's so much easier. And then you see other photographers and, and it's so inspiring, you know, to see what people are doing and without the, you know, the political stuff, you know? So, so. so when, now you said a couple of hashtags, how many hashtags do you currently use uh, in a post? Sometimes a little more. Okay. So if I'm shooting beauty, I'll do beauty photographer for Seattle photographers. So I want to kind of cover where I'm at. And then I also, in the little description that says location, I'll put Edmonds, Washington. And I just kind of want to send it back to where I am. So clients who are looking or interested, you know, people can see where they can find me. So there's a couple, you know, foofy hashtags I'll add here and there (laughs) for, you know, like the Fuji X series and things like that. Because, you know those people also are interested in what you're doing and depending on the photo though. Right. So. Yeah, definitely. So the first thing that uh, let's dive into captions really quick. When you write a caption, what do you go into it with a goal in mind? Are you just speaking to, you know, what you can offer? How, How do your captions, how do you normally write your captions right now? So I like to say something about the model or the, you know, the client. And I say, you know, it took a a bit for her to get into the studio. But once we were looking at these beautiful images, like she is gorgeous. She's 50, you know, and we can go into this later, but we are in the marketing area right now. My goal right now is to launch a 50 over 50 campaign. So 50 women over 50 that will get hair and makeup, total experience, a three or four hour photo shoot, including hair and makeup. Like I have a wardrobe in my studio that they can, you know, wear these dresses and get, bring their own fancy things that they find. And it's just a lot of fun. And then the images that come out of it, I mean, these are forever, you know? And so the more we, we age and get older and just more and more tired, I especially with kids, that's where I'm at right now. But uh, it's just an experience that you'll have forever. And it's not just for you, it's for your family, it's for your kids later on, you know, when, you know, people pass, you know, so you want generational photos with your mom and your grandma and, you know, this and that. So I just think photos is what people look at when they're going back in history, you know? So I want to launch this 50 over 50 and then have a, um, like an art gallery showing just print each photo and just have the women come and see their photos all together, have champagne and just make it a total end of the marketing experience for everyone and have Facebook group that they can grow and meet each other and see each other's photos and, you know, promote internally that way too, you know? So it's just, it, it speaks to me because I'm almost 50 and I, I'm having a rough 
go right now, <laughs> you know, just uh, coming to that realization only because I'm tired. Um, sometimes with my kid, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's active and she's wonderful, but I think that brings out just an extra energy and just, it, it inspires me. It just brings out this fire in me. I, I, I would love to capture that for people and, and myself as well. You know, it's, it's important for me as well. <laughs> so, so when I look at your captions, I would challenge you to really start speaking to that, you know, mm-hmm. let them know like, Hey, I'm a mom to a seven-year-old. I often think about you know, the images that she's going to see when she's, you know, when she has her own children or in her own family, like, how is she going to tell my story? And I want these images to help her tell that story. That is what I want to do for you. This is what this campaign is all about. So really speaking to when you're looking at marketing, you know, I, it's so much less about getting a sale And it's more about connecting with the person you're wanting to buy the product. Absolutely. Helping them see why they need you. You know, someone who isn't necessarily interested in, in creating a history for their grandchildren or someone who isn't, who may not struggle with confidence issues, like they may not be your client. That's totally fine. So when you create these captions, that speak to, I'm going to help you feel comfortable in front of the camera by doing, and then give specific examples. We're going to book your hair and makeup. We're going to have a planning session ahead of time to, you know, what music do you like? What colors, you know, you want to focus on, you know, do you want a glass of bubbly before we get started? (laughs) Um, Really speaking to not only like the person in the photograph, but the experience of working with you is like, that is so important. That's the thing. You know, I want their memory of their photos to be just as special as the photos because, you know, next year, the year after, when they come back for their own photos, they want to bring their friends because we do friend shoots, best friend shoots as well, that they can get together with champagne and have some really fun couple hours together shooting dressing up and and then you go out on the town later because you're already like dressed up and you know and and hair and makeup and it's just the whole evening or day experience is just what I love (laughs) I love to offer yes so I mean that's what you know you could do a post on all right these are the three things that I do to help get my clients comfortable in front of the camera These are the steps we take prior to you ever getting in front of my camera to help you prep for the shoot. And then a different post can be, you know, one of the benefits of of our beauty shoot with me is we get you all dolled up. You're going to be feeling confident Uh (laughs) to plan on going out, you know, and hitting the town after. You know, make it where it's fun and irresistible and it's not, I see these social media captions that are like this wedding aisle was just so perfect to walk down to the love of my life too. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Not a very descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. You want to, you want to connect with them. It's not just a matter of like, 
you know, this is a beautiful wedding aisle, period. Or this was a gorgeous venue, period. This venue was incredible because it, uh, you know, we had all of these amenities and allowed for these five different shots. And then you do do a swipe where you see the different shots. You you want to constantly showcase what it's like working with you without sounding like you're selling to somebody. Exactly. That's not about, I mean, it's, of course, you want to get them in as clients and, and, and create repetitive business and stuff but yes it is about the experience first because that's what the vibration is high and it's you know it spreads it's wonderful (laughs) yeah this wedding that I'm shooting in August is at this barn and kind of north of Seattle here and it's just so exciting to see the photos that have been taken prior it's a wedding venue and I'm so excited to take photos there and you know just experience what they're what they're gonna their special day right (laughs) so all right so now some other tips if you're on instagram then have you you've seen reels right yes okay so i know reels can be very like intimidating because you know it's video it's your face it's all of this stuff right However, if you really want to grow your business, your following, I highly recommend reels. And you don't necessarily have to do, you don't have to do the reels that show your face. One of my favorite reels for photographers is before and afters, like straight out of camera. And then after. Absolutely. (laughs) Like doing a few of those. That's amazing. I love that stuff. True, because they take that says, no, I wouldn't be good in photos. Exactly. Yeah. So just to see, you know, what, what people that are not ready for the camera, what they can, you know, the confidence that comes out once they are, you know, just. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like a picture of like them getting started and then like an hour into the shoot. Like those are two very different pictures. Absolutely. Energy is definitely different. Yes. Yeah. So doing stuff like that, doing one where you can talk about, especially, gosh, in the PNW, like doing ones with different locations that you like in the area, that would be yeah. a really good one. And then, of course, like you have the ones that are like, you know, someone said I couldn't do this. And then like the it's different shots of like all of these incredible images. So doing yes. reels like that, if you're not comfortable showing your face like just doing those kinds of things to kind of get comfortable creating them, getting into the rhythm of creating them would be really, really good. Okay. That's great. Next thing to consider is to try and utilize all 30 hashtags in every post. Oh, Um, the same. Really? Yes. Now you want to change, uh, you want to change what hashtags you use. And uh, what I would recommend is spending like hour or so and doing some hashtag research, like looking up uh, vendors in your area, florists, caterers, bakers, bridal gown design, uh, planners, venues. Those are all the vendors I can think of. DJs and look at their hashtags. What hashtags are they using? And you want to be sure that the hashtags aren't like 1.3 1.3 million searches because you'll never show up. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's a great tip. Thank you. I appreciate that one. You're but somewhere so in the 
you know, 20 to 30,000, even up to, I mean, a hundred thousand is still a lot, but mm. I mean, you need to be able, people need to still search it. So anywhere between, you know, I would say 10 to 30,000 would be a, a good sweet spot for you. And then what I do for our social media clients, we create hashtag banks based on location, okay. based on type of photography. So boudoir, wedding, family. And then we do like the big broad ones, like two bright lights, you know, create and cultivate, like the ones that do have a ton of searches, but having a couple of those on there is really good. And then be sure to do, you know, Spokane photographer, uh, Spokane boudoir photographer, Washington boudoir photographer, like you mentioned earlier, getting those locations really helps. Also putting in locations. So like, I know you said Edwards, was it Edwards, Washington? Edmonds. 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 So you can even, you know, when you shoot at the wedding, make sure you tag the venue when, and the other vendors, when you go to the different parks, you know, see if they have a tag that you can use a locate, a geotag, you know, because when someone looks up those locations, you're going to pop up for those locations. Awesome. Okay. Yep. See that? This is wonderful. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, that's great tips. Absolutely. Sometimes you're trying, there's so many layers to all this and so many details that there's a lot of advice out there, but when you're specific to what I need, it helps so much. So wonderful. Thank you. Oh, well, you're welcome. I'm happy to do it. I was super excited that we were able to do this series because <laughs> I love this stuff. Uh-huh. All right. So that kind of gives you some ideas for hashtags, captions, locations, and and then just in reels because real like I I'll tell you right now. I'll show you. Let's see. I've been doing roughly two reels a week. So not nothing crazy. And I've been solid for probably 60 days, maybe a little more. Uh-huh. In the last 30 days. My account reach is up almost a hundred percent and I've gained 52 new followers in 30 nice. days, which is like That's awesome. banana. What do you think about the story highlights and the little um, circles there? I think that my is under a, so I have my personal one and then I built my business one. So when you do a story highlight, you have to do stories first, right? Which is okay. So, and then you can put that little, okay. Because that's also something that I want to have perfectly like wedding, you know, beauty and um, personal branding and, and headshots, all specific. So they can just go and click and see what's there. Yeah. Right. So also something I'm working on. <laughs> yeah. Highlights, highlights are great to, you know, basically have like an Instagram portfolio of, of right. And I always, I always forget about highlights. I have a ton on there and I actually had somebody reach out a couple weeks ago. It was a highlight from almost two years ago. She's like, Oh, you do HoneyBook? I'm like, yeah, we do. (laughs) Like I forgot I made that. That's great. So yeah, highlights are great in stories. I mean, you, you want to, if you're comfortable, you know, showing behind the scenes, you know, I mean, good grief. If you follow my stories, I show, I show behind the scenes at the office. I've got my son, 
all of our zoo of animals. It's ridiculous. Yes. You know, my new favorite pair of earrings, like in stories, I, I always encourage my clients to really kind of like take the mask off. It's really your audience's opportunity to get to know you as a person. Now mm-hmm. you as a like, granted, the photographer side is fantastic and showing behind the scenes at shoots and that kind of thing is great. But mm-hmm. like, what are you and your daughter doing that day? What yeah. did you make for dinner? You know, just, I mean, just little things like that. People love that crap. <laughs> yeah. We, we made some bread and this and that. So I posted photos that I had taken on a more professional level, you know, and of those. And so, yeah, it just engages, you know, people more to who I am and I need to get in front of the camera more. I, I realize with your reels, the reels, I think that's, that's important. So I will make that a goal. <laughs> I will work on that. Awesome. And you can, you use hashtags and reels too, like in the caption of the reels. So okay. you can recycle those hashtag banks. I normally like to have about a hundred to 150 hashtags. And then I, oh, just, wow. I just rotate them. Like we do hashtag research for our social media clients when they onboard. And then we do it once a quarter where we kind of refresh them. And then okay. we just cycle through them each, each post. Okay. Yeah. I'm just thinking like 20 was a lot. So <laughs> So do you have any questions about anything that we've talked about so far for today? No, I have things here written that I'm, I'm going to work on as far as Instagram and, and honey books directly from my website. So those are, I think bumps in the road that I've been having is just the flow yeah. And exposure too, because there, as you know, a lot of photographers in the area, but I feel like not a lot are, are offering this experience over the, just the shoot, you know? Right. And so I'm passionate about getting that out, you know, and the feeling of it as, as opposed to just the business, you know? So. Absolutely. Yeah. And you great. want to, you know, it's like I said, like, that's your secret sauce. That's really mm-hmm. what you want to to speak to in your reels and your captions is really speaking to, I mean, you can talk about how you can make people comfortable in front of the camera 105 mm-hmm. different ways to Sunday. Yes. And if you, you know, if you save your captions and you write 105 posts, you know, you can start to recycle and kind of, you know, I did this for a client the other day. I was just like, I had no inspiration left. So, and I've been managing her social media for two years. So I scroll back two years. I'm like, I want to snag this one and retweak it just a little bit. And there it's good. <laughs> now we have a nice. <laughs> well, you get your new people, your new followers, and you're, you know, so they haven't seen it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's for sure. All righty, Leslie. Um, I always like to wrap up with three of the same questions. So my first question is, what is your favorite quote? Let me think about that for one second. There's a few that state success is not based on, but it's the journey, you know, and I'm not remembering the exact, (laughs) the exact wording, unfortunately, but it's just about the the journey as opposed to the the final you know stage or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, All right. And what is your favorite business tool? Well, 
I really am liking my Squarespace, my website. Um, my editor is amazing and she's um, very experienced over 17 years with, with doing this kind of thing. She has set up my website so that is friendly for me to, to change it if I need to or tweak it. And um, so adding into HoneyBook. So I'm, I'm, I want to love either Dubsado or HoneyBook. <laughs> So once those are incorporated, I will love them both. <laughs> For now, it's Squarespace and Instagram. I think that I, I I love the most until I figure out my flow, and then I'll decide that third. Awesome. All right, and then my very favorite question, of course, this is we'll just pretend we're in like non-COVID times. Is if you and I were to grab a drink in Seattle, where would we go, and what would we have? Well, uh. Very good friend of mine has a restaurant in Seattle in Ballard, and it's called Stoneburner. And he serves aged whiskeys, aged, you know, all this. If you're if you're into that liquor stuff, um, my favorites are Manhattans and old fashions. So he's got some amazing drinks and homemade pizza. He's just an amazing chef and. And we go bit way back from Michigan since we were 18, actually. So, yeah, Stoneburner in Ballard. And there's um, Ipulo in Edmonds. Ipulo is also very good. It's usually 21 and over, kind of like a happy hour with the ladies. So funny. I love it. I love My husband would love, love, love stone burner i don't mind bourbon i i'll drink i mean i'm in kentucky i've I, it's just I've, I've yes you are i've had to like bourbon so i'll drink it on occasion but he is all about the bourbon and the pizza so he would yes. love it oh yes absolutely well thank you again so much for coming on leslie where can our audience hang out with you thank you so much jen uh so i am at the weathered frame photography.com and on Instagram, the weathered frame photography. So pretty easy. And as Facebook as well, although, you know, I'll, I'll get that working. <laughs> so it was a pleasure having you on and we will catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the success beyond the lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens Podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.